about six months ago, Elon Musk had a big announcement about Mars colonization. Hmm. He came up with an idea to use, like, uh, I don't know if they're called shuttles, but spaceships to go to Mars and colonize Mars. And I don't think we should go to Mars first. I think we should go to the moon. And I think some of the reasons that some people want to go to Mars first are um, people are looking way too far into the future, like terraforming the planet, making the atmosphere livable, which is like a thousand-year problem. It's it's stupid to really think of it right now. And then Mars feels more adventurous. Like Columbus's journey, it takes a while. It's deadly. So it's, it's more interesting. It's funner to think about. Another one I call generational space penis envy. <laughs> Basically, our grandparents went to the moon, so we don't want to just go to the moon. We want to go farther than the moon. <laughs> Fuck you, Grandpa. I'm going to Mars. <laughs> so that's a generational space penis envy. And then the other one is looking for life on other planets. And uh, I really think that's not really that important either because I think scientists want to find life on other planets in order to crush religion. <laughs> like, see, like, we're not so special. Like, let's stop uh, following these religious politicians and let's praise science. <laughs> no, Lord, kumbaya. <laughs> um, but I don't really think it's going to make that much of a difference when we discover life. People are going to hold on to their religions no matter what. Facts that is often backlash and often they hold on to it even more when it's challenged. And so the time to get to Mars and the cost is immensely high. And one of the things that people don't think about is the communication delay is a long time. Uh, it's, it's about, it takes half hour for the speed of light to get to Mars. And I'll get to why that matters. So for Mars, they wanted to build a space colony using automated robots. And the reason the communication delay is so high, you can't control robots by remote control to do tasks. So you might be able to bring a handful of people there, but everything else would have to be automated. But you have to plan everything ahead. If you forget, like, one piece of equipment, shit, it's going to be three years. <laughs> um, so my idea is to colonize the moon using... Most of the work would be done not by automated robots, but by, I call them manual moon robots. So the, the speed of light getting from the Earth to the moon is only two seconds. And so if you had a robot that somebody on Earth was controlling with a remote control, they could like do complex work, like run a drill and saw, and they could build stuff sitting at home on the moon. And so I think that's the best way to do it rather than try to plan to build automated robots to do every complex building task for building basically an entire city. Humanity hasn't planned something that big, like building a whole city without anybody there. Like the complexity of that is just mind boggling. But if you had a bunch of robots, like some of them would be like human-shaped robots that you'd control almost like VR with, like, headsets, and the person would be, like, moving the robot almost like a person, and then there would be some people with remote controls moving a Roomba-style robot around on the moon. I think that's the best way to do it. You'd still have automated robots for some simple, like, repetitive tasks, like stamping apart or pushing something side-to-side -side in a factory. 
But most of building buildings and stuff, there's a lot of manual labor. People guiding machinery around and watching it and hammering things in. And I, I, th- I think the best way to have a, a moon colony is to have human-controlled robots do it and not go all the way to Mars with the automated robots. Who's controlling the robots now? Is it like just normal people? Just normal, dumb factory workers. So it's like crowdsourced colonization. Yeah, so... The idea is that it'll be a long time before they have like a giant space dome where thousands of people can live on the moon. But if you just shoot up a bunch of robots, you could have a thousand robots. They could just be working out in the open vacuum of the moon Mm -hmm. and moving around and you'd have a whole city of workers, like a thousand robots in one trip. And they're all doing stuff. Without needing rest or corroding or anything. Because there'd be yeah, no, no air. Moisture, no oxygen. Right. Yeah. It could just keep doing its thing. And think of how good that would be for, like, the uh, uneducated labor force. Like, people who lost their factory job ten years ago and they've been unemployed in, in the middle of, like, Kentucky or somewhere. And they're angry and they're voting for Trump. And now they have this job where they're doing factory work, but it's on the moon and they can be proud of it and show it to their kid. And it's just this like manufacturing like, renaissance. It's like Minecraft for adults. <laughs> yeah. Building moon stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the way I see it for the long term of humanity, if we decide right now we're going to focus on automated robots. And we're going to make this big, huge mission to create a Mars colony. So we're going to take all of our best minds in engineering and robotics and create autonomous robots. We're basically speeding up the collapse of the working class economy. But if we do it my way with the moon robots, I'm, I'm creating a bunch of unskilled, uneducated jobs. Mm-hmm. And... If you look even farther in the future, philosophically, there's two ways that the future of humanity can go. One way, we merge with machines. The other way, machines evolve independent of us and then eventually wipe us out. (laughs) So let's say 100 years from now, John Connor, in his colony hidden underground somewhere, is about to get murdered by the robots. The last of humanity is about to get wiped out. So as, as, like, the bullet's coming towards the last human's head, he'll, he'll be thinking, like, how did we get to this? What What's the starting point of this apocalypse? And the starting point would be when we decided to separate machines from man by colonizing Mars using automated robots. <laughs> so if they would, instead of going with Elon Musk's Mars mission which would lead to the apocalypse if they go to Tom Walma's moon mission instead. (laughs) Humanity will merge with machines, and humanity will be in a utopia instead of a grave. That sounds sounds like a video game. I like the idea of, like, Tom's moon mission being the less sophisticated version of, like, Elon Musk's great visions have, like... Have average Joes, like half retarded people making moon structures, just doing it wrong, remote controlled. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it is that it doesn't need to be all pre planned. Humanity works. The economy works in messy ways. People fuck up. If you if you rely on perfection, if the whole thing comes crumbling down, if a mistake happens, that's a horrible way to design a system. Right. Any thoughts? I like the angle that the moon is, is closer. Whatever it is you're doing, it makes it logistically uh, easier. It doesn't seem like the right term, but more attainable. Um, practical? More practical, yes. Thank you. Um, it's like a practice run. 
Yeah, that that too. It would prepare for a bigger step down the road because yeah, that uh, going right to Mars is quite a kind of quantum leap. The moon but, has more margin, greater margin for error, I would say. Do we ever need anything greater than the moon, though? Like, because what are we getting out of the moon again? Like, why did we go to the moon in the first place? It was pretty much just to because those guys wanted to, right? We wanted mm-hmm. to beat them there. Yeah. yeah. And like, really, there was no practical purpose to it, but we got a lot of cool stuff out of it, like Tang and big pens. And Velcro. Like, is that is that the motivation for going to Mars, too, now? That mm-hmm. we just... Because we can, because science, and so maybe we'll get some really cool technology out of it. We'll get Tang 2.0. <laughs> maybe we won't have enough money to build the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quick, let's blow all the money so we can't build a wall. <laughs> We're just... We have people in multiple places, so if an asteroid hit Earth or something, there's people in multiple places, but to me... I, I don't think it really matters whether it's the moon or a giant floating... What's that movie where there's a space station just floating and orbiting? Oh, is that the, the Matt Damon Elysium. movie? Elysium. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Or like uh, Mercury, like hidden until you're on the dark side of Mercury. That's closer than Mars. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only benefit that Mars really gives you, other than the 10,000 years ahead terraforming thing, that so far... Beyond, it's ridiculous to even think about. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson makes the point that if we're good enough to terraform Mars, we'll just fix Earth instead. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to terraform anything. So the the only really benefit to Mars is the gravity. It's comparable, isn't it? Yeah, roughly the same size. Yeah. Yeah. But so people always say, like, yeah, moon is a starting thing, but why why do we have to think of it as, like, a baby step towards Mars? I mean, it could be just the step. Fuck Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I Often when I think of colonizing, <laughs> the idea of it, I always, always wonder, like, okay, uh, for what? And, yeah, you explained it as kind of like a, a safety plan, but, yeah, to, to me, the the potential benefits never seem to justify the, the expense and the, and the scope and the time. It's... Like, Plus, the moon would be funner. You can swim in a pool and jump out like a dolphin because the gravity's lower. <laughs> yeah. You can jump really high, tens or hundreds of feet high. That'd be a lot funner than fun. yeah. Mars. It's like, oh, I can almost dunk a basketball now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I traveled for three years and I still can't dunk a fucking basketball. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can drive around farther and see more rocks. I feel like this is a conversation you should have when you're high. <laughs> You're not. Yeah, I tend to have a lot of high-friendly topics. But that's a very high-friendly laugh. I'm a regular person, Brian Pratt. I am comedian Joe Morgan, and I'm comedian Peggy Beatty. I'm comedian Tom Walma. Actually, I'm your host, Tom Walma. This is Creativity Wasted. I messed up my own intro. <laughs> <laughs> If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon. So if you love the show, consider donating to Patreon. Thanks for listening.